0: I said I'm going to do something a little bit different. Um, I want to kind of open the floor. We're just going to be interactive here tonight, if that's okay with you. I know Dave at our prayer meeting times has been saying, you know, the Bible says that when each one comes in, they're supposed to come with a psalm and a hymn and a spiritual song. So if at any time during this tonight, you have something that God quickens to your heart, whether it's something I say starts to quicken a testimony in your life or something, I want you just to kind of put up your hand and, and grab a microphone. And I need someone to volunteer to run a microphone around for me tonight because all you are going to participate tonight. Okay, Ash, good. You can grab it. I was going to get one of your kids, but I see they have disappeared. I offered Joey to preach tonight, but he said not tonight. So soon, I guess soon he's going to do it. <laughs> Hallelujah! I don't know if anyone has heard of Billy Brim before. Quite a few, left. Okay, that's good. Thanks. Um, well, recently, uh, you know, every Wednesday is kind of prayer day for Shelly at home. I worked Tuesdays and Thursdays, and uh, but but Wednesday, she has what she calls an Israel prayer call in the morning, and it's eight o'clock her time, ten o'clock our time. Um, but you dial in this number, and I think last time we had 1,800 people on the line. It's really amazing. And um, she has a friend, and his name is Max. And Max was a Muslim for years, and he married a gal who was a Christian. Actually, God told her to marry him, and which was weird. She was a Christian, he was a Muslim, and that generally you don't do that. But she felt very impressed that God was wanting her to marry him. Anyway, she said for 19 years, it was not very fun because he was mean. And he just, he had a business, I guess. And um, things were not developing well in the business. Things were going kind of sideways on it. And he said he would pray to Allah And nothing would happen. He was getting so frustrated. He would just cry out to Allah to help him, help me, I need help. And nothing would happen. But he did notice that when he got his wife to pray (laughs) to God, things would happen. So things were kind of stirring up inside of him for a long while. Um, She had asked him to go to a meeting because someone was going to come to talk about the Middle East. So he thought, okay, well, we'll all agree to go to that tonight. Anyway, it was Billy Gr- Brim who was speaking, who's really a, a friend of Israel. And when he heard that she was a friend with Israel, and he was not because he was Muslim, he was Jordanian, he was in the army, he fought against Israel, he hated, he was brought up to hate the Jewish people in Israel. Anyway, he said to his wife, I'm out of here. If you're going to, you know, if you need to drive home, you better come now because I'm not staying. Anyway, it was several years after that um, he was sitting in his office, really again crying out to Allah because he needed—he really needed help in his business—and he heard an audible voice calling him by his Arabic name. His name was Mahanid, not Muhammad, not Mohammed, but not Muhammad. And he said, "Muhammad, you need me," and it scared him so bad. He said he just took off for a home. He, he said, "I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what that voice was." But it wasn't too long after that, he was in his office again, and he heard that same Jesus saying to him, Mahanid, you need me. And he recognized that it was Jesus himself, because he had heard about Jesus. And so the next week, he went with his wife to church, and he went up front. He said, it was just like a pulling. He went up front and received Jesus as his Savior. And his wife was a little iffy about whether it was, you know, sincere or not. They had a dog, apparently, and the dog hated Max at home. Like, every time Max would come through the door, the dog would take off and growl and the whole. Anyway, the night he got saved and came home, the dog came running to him, hopped up on his lap in the chair, and his wife said, okay, I know now something has drastically changed in his life. But this same Max, I think it was in 2012, he got saved. And um, recently, he's kind of been a part of Billy Brim ministry, the Noon Prayer Ministry. And God is really using him in uh, visions and um, dreams, really vivid dreams. And he he gives them to Billy Brim to kind of uh, judge them. You know, you're supposed to give your dreams and prophecies, visions to somebody to, just to make sure that it's, you know, really from God. So she's been doing that for him for a while. And he does dream and have visions about a lot of political things. He sees a lot of things in the spirit. But about four months ago, God said to him, in the noon prayer time, I want you to listen to Billy Brim speaking in tongues because I am going to give you the interpretation of what she's saying in Arabic, and I want you to translate it into English. So he had never done, I mean, it's it's really powerful. So he's been doing that in the morning prayer time and then in the noon prayer also. So Billy Brim will, we all kind of pray in the spirit quietly but Billy Brim prays louder, and she does it for 15 minutes. And God actually, he hears her. Pre- I don't think she's speaking Arabic, but she, he hears it in Arabic, what she's saying, and he translates it in English. So he's writing feverishly as she's praying in the spirit, and um, it's been powerful. And I just wanted to bring some of that to you tonight because I thought, if you know, what's better, me pre- preaching or Jesus hearing what Jesus is saying, it's Jesus that's actually doing the talking because he talks about my father. So it's like a one-on-one translation between Jesus. And and um, anyway, it's very powerful. But like I say, if anybody has a word, you know, amongst this, just please feel free to to speak it out. So, I'm just going to go through some of this stuff. I hope it's not too monotonous for you. I, 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 It's God speaking directly to us, and a lot of it has been about standing strong. There's a battle, but you're winning it. It's a lot about victory. So, I thought it would be an encouragement for us tonight because we just kind of come through a weird <laughs> time, and uh, I thought we need some uplifting. So, the first thing He said in the morning prayer, this was yesterday, when I was asking God what to bring forth, he said to me, I want you to do Billy Brim tomorrow, and I want you to encourage the people with what I'm telling them. So that's what I'm going to do tonight. Uh, The first thing uh, the Lord gave him was stand firm, and he said it three times, stand firm. I promised you, he said. And who has Joshua 2310? Jesse, you do, because you were the first guy. Oh, just wait, wait for your wife. Your beautiful wife, just so everyone can hear you. Thank you, dear. Appreciate it. (laughs) One man of you shall chase a thousand. For the Lord your God, he it is that fights for you. He has promised you. Yeah, he has promised you. Often Mm -hmm. when he gives a word, he'll give you the scripture. It's like the witness, and sometimes he gives two or three witnesses of the word. The next thing he said very strongly was, trust in me. Listen to my friend today. He calls Billy Brim his friend, so you can and will have peace. It is my plan. Just take heart. John sixteen thirty three. Who got that? Who's got that? John sixteen thirty three. <laughs> no takers on that. Oh, Chris, you haven't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I was getting ballot a hand. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> I can read it if you want. You're going to read it, Ash? Okay. Good job, Bella. I said, hand one to everyone, Bella. And so she did. Um, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And Deuteronomy 3.22. Who got it? Oh, yay. just getting her exercise tonight. <laughs> uh, ye shall not fear them, for the Lord your God, he shall fight for you. Amen. The Lord fights for us. And 1 Peter 5.8 and 9. Close. <laughs> Be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times that the enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour, but resist him. Be firm in your faith against his attack, rooted, established, immovable, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world. You do not suffer alone. Amen. Uh, the next one was Stand in Faith. I was kind of hoping Joey would sing his song tonight, but he didn't get it. He, we didn't get that memo, Joey. We didn't get it. <laughs> to stand and he'll deliver, you know. That's our part. That's our part. Joey wrote that song. All we have to do is stand and he delivers. He said, Stand in faith. Just resist the devil. He said it three times. This weapon is my weapon. I never thought of that, that resisting the devil is a weapon. It's a weapon. God said, submit to God, resist the devil, and it's a weapon because he flees from us, right? It's a weapon that gives us victory. Resisting the devil is a weapon, and it will give us the victory. My knowledge in all, you are obedient to me, 2 Corinthians 10, 3, and 5. (laughs) (laughs) We are human but we don't wage war as humans Mm. do. We use God's mighty weapon, not worldly weapons. We knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. Mm. We capture the rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Mm. Amen. We know that's powerful, right, in the spirit to cast down thoughts that don't belong to God, right? <laughs> Galen was practicing that all kinds when she had finished her surgery, man, because the devil was coming at her on every side and she just threw them down. No, you don't. No, you don't. You're not coming into my mind. That's what we have to do. There's victory in that also. Uh, the Lord said, I declare very strong. And now I think Galen, you have Isaiah fifty four seventeen. There's a lot about weapons in this, that the Lord has given us weapons. He's given us weapons of warfare. The weapon that's formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Amen and I, it reminded me, you know, no weapon formed against you prosper. Uh, another Panama story, but you probably heard, some of it probably heard this story. Uh, Luke 10:19 says, you, I've given you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And I used to get up really early in the morning in Panama, like four in the morning to have my, spend my time with God, because no one was up, everyone was sleeping. So I was, I was, always get up, wash my face, you know, brush my teeth. So i be fresh and alert for God. And as I was doing that in the mirror, this verse came up to me, Luke 10, 19. I've given you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I'm saying it in the mirror. I thought, I don't know why I'm saying this so early in the morning, but here we go. <laughs> anyway, I walked out to the kitchen. On the other side of the kitchen was the light switch. And of course, I had bare feet. You always wear bare feet around there in Panama, summer. Anyway, I stepped on something, but I didn't know what it was. I just carried on to the light switch. But when I turned around, it was a scorpion I had stepped on. But it never touched me. I never got a sting. Nothing happened. So God was giving me that verse to bring, I don't know, to prove something, that his word is working, just to show me that his word, I know know scorpions probably means the devil and all, you know, the evil things too. But he was giving me an illustration of this works. (laughs) Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Even stepping on a scorpion (laughs) is not going to harm you. So it was powerful. Very powerful. Uh, then he gave us the word victory seven times, very strong. I, I find when he gives these strong words like victory, the overcoming words, he says them seven times, and he's very adamant and strong about it. Um, who has 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty seven? <laughs> but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Victory again. There's the victory theme. Uh, the next thing you said was, my faithfulness to you is your shield. My faithfulness to you is your shield. Psalm 91, 1 to 4. This is keeping you guys all alert. That's why I did this tonight. So you didn't have to just listen to Shelly. You could just <laughs> all take <think> part. <hard. laughs> he that dwelleth in the secret pra- place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in mm. him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome, noisome pestilence. Mm. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And that's something we should almost say every day. I don't do it every day, but I do it often. Declare that over my life and over my family. And every morning I do plead the blood of Jesus over my family. I name all my kids, all my grandkids, my parents, my siblings, pastors, the congregation members. Everyone gets put in the blood in the morning (laughs) over your body, soul, and spirit, over your homes and properties, over your vehicles and travel, over your workplaces, over the work of your hands, over your bank accounts, over your finances. I just lay it all down. I just put you all in the blood every day. (laughs) Yeah, amen. Uh, the next one he said is my battle. My, he emphasized my, it's my battle. Very strong. Uh, Second Chronicles twenty fifteen. And he said, listen, all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid or dismayed because of this multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Amen. Amen. Then he said, wait for it and be patient. Dave was talking about this this morning also from Hebrews 10. I'll just read that quickly. I I didn't, it's not not one of the ones I gave you, Annette, but Hebrews 10, uh, 35 and 36. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward for you have need of endurance, patience. Hmm. We have need of patience, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. You know, the Bible says that by faith and patience, we inherit the promises. So you may have faith, but if you don't have patience to last the long haul, <laughs> you won't get the promise. And, and, and otherwise, if you don't have faith and you have a lot of patience, you have to have the two of them, faith and patience. Faith and patience to inherit the promises in God. Wait for it and be patient. Romans 8, 24 and 25 Oh, wait, Ashen's coming. There you go. Ash, Thank you. Here. Okay, you have to hold it then. Okay, because the glasses. We were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. That's right. But if we look forward to something don't, that we don't yet have, mm. we must wait patiently. Must wait patiently. And confidently. Mm. Amen, amen <laughs> as you hearing this lessons from god i I'm always amazed that he's teaching us all the time he's doing this. He's just teach it's a teaching thing. I want you to know this, and this is for the church, sometimes he's very specific, uh some things are definitely for Israel, and some things for the United States, but The last few times it's been really about the church. It's been edifying and building up the church, so it's powerful. The next thing he said very strong was all of them. Psalm 143.12. That's Evelyn. Okay. In your mercy, cut off my enemies and destroy all those who afflict my soul, for I am your servant. Mm -hmm. Amen. All of them. Did you hear that? All of them. All of them. <laughs> uh, then he said rejoice seven times. Very, very strong. Rejoice. Rejoice. These are really, these ones that he brings out really strongly, my battle, all of them. Rejoice. These are key things for, vi- for victory in the battle. Um, the next verse was Proverbs 24, 17. That's George. <laughs> Never gloat when your enemy meets disaster, and don't be quick to rejoice if he falls. Amen. And we just thought that this was instruction. You know, he just said rejoice, <laughs> but he kind of put a um, out a qualification or something on that, um, that when your enemy falls, rejoice that you've been delivered, but don't rejoice that your enemy has fallen, because God... Has created all of us and he has victory in mind for every person. And even though someone is an enemy and acting for the enemy, uh, we need to humble ourselves. How to act when God destroys our enemies is we humble ourselves, we take heed lest we fall ourselves, right? Um, The next thing he said was, My sword soon. And then he said Jesus seven times, very strong again. He often does the name of Jesus, and he says it very strong. Leviticus 26, 7. That's the acronym. And ye shall chase your enemies, and they shall fall before you by the sword. They shall fall by the sword. My sword soon, God says. They shall fall by my sword soon. Psalm eighty one fourteen. Okay, Pastor Paul, yeah. I should go 13. Okay. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. Then I would quickly subdue and humble their enemies and turn my hand against their adversaries. Amen. Amen. See, he's still fighting for us. And the next thing he said, which I thought was very cute. I heard you. He said, (laughs) I heard you. (laughs) And I was often, I was reminded of Psalm 34 because I looked this up before in the Hebrew. And, um, In Psalm 34, when it says in verse 4, I sought the Lord and he heard me. And this word heard is through this a lot of times. I sought the Lord and he heard me. The actual word for heard is answered. You know, he told Daniel, as soon as you prayed to me, I had the answer on the way. As soon as he hears you, the answer's there. Uh, um, Billy Brim had Dean Braxton on last Sunday who had who died for an hour and 45 minutes, like, I don't know, 15 years ago or so. And he was telling us a few things about heaven. And um, he said that when he died, the only way he could describe it, he said he didn't have an angel bring him up, but he said to be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. It was that quick. Like he said, he just, but he said what he noticed was the prayers of other people for him were flying past him like he could see them, like a shooting star. And he was going fast, but he said, I could see the prayers for me going even faster. And when he was up there, he said, I actually saw the prayers going right into the Father. It went right into the Father, and we always pray to the Father. We don't pray to Jesus. Jesus himself said, you pray to the Father in my name. So he saw the prayers going into the Father, and then he would speak to Jesus, and Jesus would get the host, the angelic army, around, he said he saw him do this, cities would come up, like, I don't know, it's very (laughs) high-tech, cities would actually come up before the group, Jesus and this group of angels, and he would strategize. He said Jesus was the great strategist. He would strategize with the angels and say, okay, I want you to be here at this time, and I want you to be here at this time. And I mean, when you see things happen in your own life, you know, sometimes you know that God's divine hand was on that. And uh, he actually saw that in heaven, that Jesus was the strategy guy. He was putting the strategies together. And what he noticed was powerful, that the angels immediately obeyed. There was no hesitation. Away they went. He said, when he came back down to earth, he thought, I don't want to be here because no one's obeying down here. <laughs> Everyone's so slow. Everyone's so slow to, you know, to go with it. But he said, up there, it's immediate obedience. And I thought that was powerful, knowing that your prayers are heard and they are answered, you know. He's, and he also said, he said, it's very difficult for someone you've prayed for to go to hell. Because as soon as you pray for them, God just out goes the laborers. He's got the strategy to win whole cities to God. So don't, you know, don't give up praying for people, getting God to send them laborers. I thought that was powerful, that he noticed in heaven that almost he had a Aunt Barbara, he said, and he had given up all hope on her. I mean, he had prayed for her, but he thought there's no way. There's just no way. She was so much against God. And there she was in heaven, and he's going, really, God, are you serious? How did this happen, you know? But But God gave him that, you know, that it's very, very difficult for someone you prayed for. So glad for your family, you know. We're praying for them, too that uh, God's got it. God has got it. He's doing the work. Amen. Okay. After he said, I heard you, he said, I know everything. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Oh, dear. (laughs) They laughed about this because I guess in the Southwest Believers Convention, and Dean Braxton said it too, Jesse Duplantis was commenting on Ananias when Saul got saved And God said to Ananias, now I want you to go lay hands on him that he'll receive his sight and receive the Holy Ghost. And Ananias started telling him about Paul. He said, well, I've heard about this guy and he's been killing Christians and blah, blah, blah. And and Jesse Duplantis said, don't you think God knew that? (laughs) You know, sometimes we're telling God about people, you know, but don't, you know, he knows, he knows everything. (laughs) So we don't have to waste our time telling God about, you know, so and so did this or so-and-so. He knows it all. He knows it all. Um, the next verse is 1 John 3.20. Does somebody have that? Gleb, do you guys have that? I'm trying to think. 1 John 3.20. Oh, Gleb, yeah, he does. I just say, you're the next one again. On <laughs> For if our heart condemned us, God is greater than our heart. And Knows all things. He knows all things. See, see. I'm always amazed when he does that because he gives those word. I mean, and when Max is writing it down, he has no idea what scripture he's writing. He has no idea, and always God is confirming. He says it, and then he's confirming it with the scriptures. He said, "I, the Lord of all," Jeremiah thirty-two twenty-seven. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard hard for me? me. Amen. And that was the end of the the prayer call in the morning. And I'm just going to go through some of the noon prayer also. But I want you to note that how he ended the morning one is, is there anything too hard for me? Because he ends the second one almost the same way. We'll try to go through these a little quicker. Um, It was funny. One guy came to the noon prayer. He said, I don't know why I'm doing this, but God told me to bring a plumb line. So he brought his plumb line with them, and the very first scripture that we got was First Second Timothy three sixteen. Does somebody have that? Or okay, Suzanne. Yep. Okay, hey, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Amen. And then the next verse: that the man Amen. of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And we knew why he brought the plumb line, because the word is our plumb line, right? If anything doesn't line up with this word, get rid of it. It's not in the plumb line. (laughs) Stay strong was the next thing he said, Philippians 4.13. You can do all things through the anointing when it strengthens you. Amen. And it was funny, when Pastor Nancy was praying in our prayer team meeting this morning, she brought a couple of scriptures out that I was going to bring out tonight, and that was one of them. Ah, dear. Uh, My prophet is speaking to you. He said, it is time. Keep my armor. And I'll read some of these because I guess that's all I've had handed out. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Then he said, it's my concern. He said this twice. It's my concern. Psalm 71.10. For my enemies speak against me, and those who lie in wait for my life take counsel together. It's not our concern. (laughs) It's not our concern when people do that in our life. When they take counsel against us, it's not our concern. It's his. It's his problem. Through me, he said, Romans 8, 37, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. It's all through him. Third John 1:11. beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. He who does good is of God, but he who does evil has not seen God. He said, church, do not follow evil. He told us once not to listen to the news too. He told us not to listen to TV a few times back. Inherit my blessing. Uh, 1 Peter 3, 9, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing. Knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. So there's the fact of the sowing and reaping thing, right? Even in what we say, uh, not to revile and and return evil for evil, but to bless. And Pastor Paul spoke about that too last Sunday. Again, he said, "Stay in agreement." He said it three times. Again, I want you to stay, church, in agreement. Matthew eighteen, eighteen. And 19, assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. I was telling uh, Pastor Nancy um, that when uh, Dean Braxton went to heaven when he died, his wife really fought a battle for him. And she put a sign on his hospital door when he came back to life again. Uh, You had to go through her in order to come in. No one was to go in that room without her permission because she wasn't letting anyone in there. (laughs) And she said she would often say, I cancel every negative prayer and every negative word spoken over my husband in Jesus' name. I mean, she fought a good fight of faith for him and he's perfect. I mean, he was without blood circulation for an hour and 45 minutes. He should have been brain. They thought he'd be brain dead. They mean he, they thought he would be a vegetable, and he's just <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. The word is working. The word works. It works. It works. And I just want to do that a little bit at the end. If anyone can think of something that they need someone to stand in agreement with, we're going to do that at the end because it's it's a weapon. That's a weapon too, you know, that when you stand in agreement, it's too you touching anything they ask, it's done for you. He said, It will be done very strong. Three times, it will be done. Jesus, six times strong. For you today, it will come to pass. He said. Numbers 10:35. So it was whenever the ark set out that Moses said, Rise up, O Lord, let your enemies be scattered, and let those who hate you flee before you. And the next word was scattered. And Pastor Nancy did that this morning. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. He said, I love this. And Pastor Gary said this before too. He said scattered three times, very strong. Then he said, you shall say three times. Romans 8:31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Let's say it. If God be for us, who can be against us? They will perish, he said. Jesus said, they will perish. Psalm 9, 3, when my enemies turn back, they shall fall and perish at your presence. Jesus said, I am taking down your enemies. Rejoice again, seven times, very, very strong. Psalm sixty twelve. through God we shall do valiantly, for it is he who shall tread down our enemies. He said, and I thought this was weird. I prepared the horse, he said. I prepared the horse. And we were all like, when we were writing it down, I prepared the horse. What could that be? And then he gave us Proverbs 21, 31. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance is of the Lord. So even though we think we're preparing the horse, <laughs> we're having our little part doing that, He's he's telling us, no, actually, it's me that's even preparing the horse. Just in case you think that you are doing it, it's me that's doing all of it. He himself is even preparing the horse. He's preparing the means for the victory. Amen. And then he gave this again. This is the first, I think the first time he did this. And it's another scripture, Psalm 108, 13, but it says exactly the same thing as Psalm sixty twelve. Through God, we shall do valiantly for it is he who shall tread down our enemies. And then he said again, the afternoon, I declare very strong. I declare today. He said, I declare today. And then he gave us Isaiah 54, 17 again. So, I declare today that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. And then he said, stand with me three times. I am your God. Very, very strong. Luke twenty one thirty six. watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the son of man. He said, my word will never fail. Luke 1, 37, for with God, nothing will be impossible. So this, this morning one, he ended with, is anything, is there anything too hard for me? And then in the afternoon session, he said, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. So I just wanted to, it it encouraged me in my own walk that, you know, especially as we've been through kind of weird times these days, that God sees it. He's fighting for us. We're not standing alone in sickness and different issues that go on in our life. We're not fighting alone. He's got it. He's even preparing the horse. He's preparing the means of the victory, how he's going to do it. He's got a plan. He's got a plan. He said he'll do it. He'll do it. There's no question in his mind that he'll do it.